All right. Welcome to this technique of the week, which is open loops and chaining states. Now, this is taken from our course, Group Dynamics, Ceremony and Facilitation, which is a little bit different than all of our other courses in the sense that our other ones are meant to um, take different techniques and practices and tools and utilize them in a one-on-one setting and can also be applied to groups. But this course, the primary focus is around group work and really being a masterful uh, leader and facilitator and guide for group programs and experiences and even speaking and talks and workshops and all that. So all the other techniques that we've taught to you up to this point and all the other ones from the other courses that we share are not meant to be used with your clients unless you are certified in that modality. However, with this week's tool or technique, you can take it, you can utilize it in whatever way that you see fit. What I will say is that this is just a tiny taste in the tip of the iceberg. And if you really desire to be masterful in speaking and presenting in leading workshops and trainings, this is just like a tiny, tiny, tiny taste of uh, a way bigger experience that I would love for you to dive into and explore if it feels aligned for you. So the dimension of transformation that we're focusing on is in the physical and somatic dimension. And the fields and disciplines are in speaking skills, learning styles, rituals, and space holding. And so if you were to take this course, Group Dynamics Ceremony and Facilitation, you would become the go-to practitioner for creating and facilitating transformational ceremonies, rituals, and experiences as a powerful group leader or speaker or trainer for an audience of any size. So let's dive into this. And okay, first I want to say before we before we dive in, I was like, let's dive in and I change my mind. I want you to know that what's really important here is that this, what we're teaching you, it's a technique, it's a tool, but it's actually not the most transformational part of the experience. And so I kind of alluded to that in the beginning, but basically the training part, there's a training part that comes in the middle of this. So the open loops loops in the chaining states sets up the experience for having a really powerful training. And it sort of sandwiches the training and the training itself is where most of the transformation, the magic is going to happen. But This helps to kind of take it a next level deeper. And so it's better articulated when you experience the entirety of the course, but hopefully you understand and you can get a nugget for how um, deep this can go. And it will give you a sense of how you can start to try to utilize this in your trainings and in your workshops, even if you don't have the format or the system for the workshops that we're going to be sharing. Okay. So There are a few different techniques that engage your audience and keep the unconscious mind paying attention. And so one magical formula for doing so is by utilizing something called open loops. So loops in general, because you're going to open and you're going to close them, but it's often referred to as open loops. So the idea of open loops, this strategy is to engage your audience by opening a loop. So you tell a story or you start to tell a story. You start to share an idea. You start to share a concept. You start to share a list. 
and you do not complete it yet. So what you do is you open the loop, you start to tell the story, and then you continue on with your talk. You continue on with your training or your workshop, this thing that comes in the middle. And then once you've done the training or the workshop, at the very end, you close the loop. So you have the completion of the story or the idea or the concept or the list. So how this works is that the mind always wants to experience completion. So it's going to be hooked and it's going to be waiting until it's closed. And so this can also produce a slight trance state. So there's a lot that's going on here. And so this strategy of open loops can be utilized on its own, but then it's even more powerful when it's combined with something called chaining states. And chaining states comes from NLP, and we have an entire course on NLP itself, but distilled down to its most basic premise, chaining states is done when you are intentionally choosing stories that lead people in to a certain state. So it's going to lead them from their current state that they're experiencing into a set of or maybe just one other desired state. So what you need to do is you need to first know the states that you want to invoke and then choose stories accordingly. And then when you're sharing the story, you want to be embodying the state. So if you're like, what are you talking about? Again, having that NLP foundation will be really, really, really helpful. But hopefully it will be made clear when I dive into the steps of how to do this. Okay. So um, like I said, we're not going to be talking about uh, exactly how to create a presentation or a talk or a work workshop, the thing that's going to be sandwiched in between the loops. And that in itself is just such a profound and important piece. But if you maybe have a signature talk right now, or if you have a workshop that you want to lead, that can just be the thing that you're going to do in the middle. All right. So just kind of keep that in mind. So the very first step is to design a state chain. So maybe if you're hosting a training, you have people who are attending your training who are feeling frustrated. And ultimately, you want to support them with being confident to go after their dreams. So they're most likely not just going to jump from, all right, I'm really freaking frustrated to, yeah, I've got this. I'm going after my dreams, right? So what you're going to want to do is you're going to design a chain that will help link the bridge states from the starting point to the ultimate desired state. Now, generally speaking, I like to do this in about five different steps, but for the purpose of this and to keep it more concise, we're going to do just three states, all right? So they're going to go from frustrated to maybe curious to confident to go after their dreams, all right? So that's the state chain that we're creating, frustrated, curious, confident. So step two is to then link stories to each state. In order to move the listeners, the participants, the people who are attending your talk and in the audience, in order to move them from one state to the next, you're going to choose to tell stories that can help them tap into each of those states. So maybe they are, we're working with frustrated, right? So maybe they want to have magical powers and receive a letter from Hogwarts, but they're disappointed and they're frustrated when it doesn't happen. So that can be maybe story one. Story two could be uh, so we're talking about the state of curious. So maybe you share a story about creeping out of bed in the middle of the night and then, oh, yeah, something happens. And there's this curiosity that's created around what happens next. 
And then the last date, confident. Maybe you share a story about a sex retreat and the confidence of the dominatrix there. All right. Just saying, maybe you do that. So step three here is to create your loop ladder. So there's going to be three parts of this. So they're going to be the open loops. There's going to be the facilitating of the training. And then there's going to be the closing of the loops. So if you are looking in the accompanying document for this, you'll see a diagram, which I can pop it on the screen right now. But essentially, you will see a step. So one, then it goes down to two, down to three, down to the training, and then it goes back up. It goes three, two, one. All right. So it's sort of like this ladder that's going on here. And so the first bit is the open loops. So you're going to start to tell a story from each state, but you're not going to complete it. So you're going to tell 75% to 90% of a story for state one. So for frustrated, then you're going to go and you're going to tell 75 to 90% of another story for state two, for example, curious, and you're not going to finish it. Then you're going to tell 75% to 90% of another story for state three, for example, confident, and you're not going to finish it. All right. And so what you're going to do is there's going to be like a transition in between each state and it can be super abrupt and you can just start right away, or you could have one word lead into the next. And I'll do an example of this so you can get a feel. So then after you open the loop, so 75 to 90% of state one, state two, state three, in that order. Then you're going to facilitate your training. So you're going to go into the content. You're going to go into the training for your workshop or whatever it is that you're hosting, right? And so what's going to be happening is the audience member's unconscious mind is going to be super engaged. So they're going to be soaking in that training or that workshop or that talk on another level because they're hanging on for the resolution of those stories. And then once that's over, once you've done that, you're going to close the loops. So you're going to complete the training and you're going to close the loops, starting with the third story and then the second story and then the first one. So it's really important that you're closing your loops in that order. Otherwise, it's going to feel like off or awkward for the people listening. So just one more time, the loop ladder sequence is going to look like this. You're going to have your story, your first story that coincides with state one. Well, you're only going to tell 75 to 90% of that. Then you're going to go and tell story two, only 75 to 90% of it. Then story three, only 75 to 90% of it. Then you're going to do your training. Then you're going to close the loop for story three, close the loop for story one, and close the loop, or sorry, close the loop for story three, close the loop for story two. Then finally close the loop for story one. All right. So let's do this in action. So maybe this is like a, something that you can do. You can do like a little tease in the beginning. So you're introducing the idea or the concept of your training, but then you're going straight into the stories. So let's just say I'm about to host this training for you. And so I might start off by saying something like, how would you like to uncover the four crucial elements of being able to create a presentation in half the time it usually takes you and guarantee that it appeals to all the learning styles for maximum engagement and absorption of your potent teachings. Now, the very first thing you need to do is you need to understand how to speak the language of diverger learners. And let me be clear, being able to captivate an audience and create wild transformation, it isn't some elusive magic trick, okay? Now, 
I've always wished that I had magical powers. Anyone else here? Anyone else wish they had magical powers? Hopefully I'm not alone. I remember the first time I discovered the world of Harry Potter and Hogwarts. I was spellstruck. The idea of an enchanted forest with mystical creatures roaming around the lands like centaurs and hippogriffs and this concept of a castle that mysteriously changes and there's disappearing and reappearing staircases and pictures and portraits of moving people inside of them. I was like, whoa, this is seriously cool. And I know that you must have found yourself at some point wishing you had a wand, right? Like this one right here at some point, right? Everyone wishes they had a wand. Hopefully I'm not alone here. And I mean, even if you haven't wished that you had a wand, I just want you to think about all the things that you could do if you had one. You could conjure an ice cold ginger pear tea on a hot, sticky July day. Or you could exclaim, Wingardium Leviosa, and watch as people's eyeballs bulge in shock as papers and books flew all around the room. Or maybe you could cast a spell to conjure anything you desired out of thin air. I mean, anything. Anything is possible when you know how to work with all the elements. So, you know, like any witch does, I sat around for 20 plus years waiting for my acceptance letter from Hogwarts to come. And I've been waiting and I'm still waiting and there's nothing. And honestly, I don't know about you, but if you've ever waited for something, if you've ever desired something so badly, it's frustrating when you want something, when you know it's meant for you, but it feels completely out of reach and out of sight. The other night was one of those nights when no dreams were in sight. You know those nights when you look at the clock and it says four, then you look again and it says five, and then when you look again and it says six, and you try everything from counting sheep, one, two, three, four, you're doing weird math equations. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. And so on and so on. Attempting to put yourself to sleep. Or maybe you even start reading a book. A really boring one. But nothing. And all you can do is toss and turn and pray to get a wink of sleep. And so I had been having a lot of those nights. This was about a year ago. So I decided I was going to get out of bed. I was going to carefully take the covers off, try not to wake my snoozing husband. And I got out and I slowly started tiptoeing delicately across the cherrywood floors. Now, as delicately as a nine-month pregnant woman can, and I carefully cracked open the door and then gasped. That's what one of the participants did at the sex retreat I was on when this was about seven years ago, when they heard what we were going to be doing later that day. And I mean, what happens on a sex retreat is quite interesting. Things like BDSM nights, sex toys named Bob, and describing your last orgasm in front of a group of 20 people that you just met. And well, things like that become your new normal, not to mention the people you meet there. So Chloe, Chloe was a trained dominatrix and wow, her stories were captivating. And it wasn't just the highbrow elite sex party she got invited into, like the one at a medieval castle in the UK that was super secret, super high invite. And it 
it was more than that. It was the outfit she commissioned from Etsy that got me. She described one that consisted of a glassy black latex that sparkled when the light hit it. And even more than that, like I could just feel this unapologeticness about her, this boldness, this confidence that was oozing from her as she shared the play-by-play of this out-of-this-world scene she created with her partner. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you about that scene. Now, I know you want to be able to create and facilitate out-of-this-world presentations, trainings, and experiences that create deep and immediate transformation, right? So as I shared, the very first thing that you need to do is you need to understand how to speak the language of diverger learners. Okay, I'm pausing my story here for a second. So at this point, this is when you go into the training, you go into the presentation, the session that's going to include this very specific four-step sequence. And truly, this is next level magic. And our students rave about how utilizing this system has completely revolutionized the way that they prepare for and they deliver their trainings and the results that their participants get. So just putting it out there, it's epic. So after you do that entire training, that's when you're going to go and close your loops. So I'm going to share the example of closing the loops. Remember, I'm going, working backwards. So I'm going to close with three, two, one. So we're going to close off the last story that I had spoken about before the training. All right. Remember my friend Chloe I was telling you about, Dominatrix? She's easy to remember. I know. Okay. So the costume she had commissioned was for a space alien costume. And she broke into her lover's home and told him he was being abducted by a species from another planet. I mean, apparently some people get instantaneously turned on by things like that. And the lights to the bedroom turned on and I couldn't help but gasp. Jake asked, is everything okay? I told him I was totally fine, but I was so excited from the 3D ultrasound we had earlier that day. I saw our squishy, perfect baby who had the most delicious cheeks and the cutest little butt nose who was making my heart absolutely swoon. And all I could think about was the moment that we would meet and that we would have her in our world. And how can you sleep when you're about to meet your perfect little baby? And I just remember Jake looking into my eyes and saying, there's so much magic coming our way. And I knew his words to be true. AZ, our daughter, is just over 10 months old now. And every day she shows me how the mundane is magic, how things like a dog panting can be turned into music to dance to. Really, she does this. Kato, our dog, was going (sighs) after a long uh, walk the other day and she starts going. (laughs) She'd be like, you know, bobbing bobbing to his breath panting. Or a cardboard box can be transformed into the coolest spaceship that zooms around the family room. I mean, the galaxy. And I'm able to utilize the tools, the techniques, and the teachings of the transformational arts to show up as a more present, a more loving, and supportive mom. And I know that in time, I'll be able to share them with her so she can live her most fully expressed and vibrant life. And so my hope is that while she might have fun imagining mystical lands filled with unicorns, dragons, and witches, she ultimately knows that no wand is necessary and that the magic has always been and will always be within her. 
just as it always has been and always will be within you. So that is an example of how you would open the loops and close the loops with your stories. And your stories can honestly have nothing to do with the training itself. But as long as you are evoking those specific states, then that is really uh, powerful and supportive. So even if you weren't to invoke or evoke those specific states, just opening and closing loops in general as a technique really keeps people captivated and hooked. So I would love to hear how this goes for you. If you practice it and if you try it out, there's more to it, but hopefully you can get a, a tiny sense and a taste for this. So if you would love to dive even deeper into the entire world of Taboo, you have the option of becoming a level one and level two transformational arts practitioner. So when you choose this path, you'll receive five certifications for multidimensional mastery. So one certification as a level one and level two transformational arts practitioner a certification for mental and mindset. So you get to choose, there's three different mental mindsets courses. You get to choose one of your choice. You get one energetic and identity certification of your choice, one emotional and spiritual certification of your choice, and one physical and somatic certification of your choice. So for example, group dynamics, ceremony, and facilitation. So another option, option two, is you can get certified in just group dynamics, ceremony, and facilitation. So if you want to be qualified to utilize all of the tools, techniques, and teachings inside of your own coaching practice, inside of the work that you do with groups, then you can enroll in just that course alone. And then the third one, the third option here is you can audit group dynamics, ceremony, and facilitation. So this is like a self-study route. And so you'll deepen into the teachings and you can utilize them for your own personal and professional growth. And this means that you will not be certified or qualified to use these tools and techniques inside of your coaching practice. So you're going to learn a lot of theory. You're going to have a lot of different concepts to think about, but you're not going to be given the step-by-step scripts and the facilitation pieces. So it's more about you taking the theory and applying it in your own way into the groups that you're leading, but it's not the step-by-step training that would come if you were certified in this. And then option four is a one-on-one coaching session with me. So if you have been wanting to guide groups and if you've been wanting to create and lead and facilitate really profound and magical group spaces, then we can go into how you might do this. And you can even experience some of the tools and techniques yourself. I can even support you with creating your own presentation, your own training, where we work on your loops, where we also dive into what your training is, what your workshop is, working with those four steps that I was teasing about. Um, This would be so valuable to be able to develop your own signature talk. So if that's something that you're interested in, then you can click the link for um, the deepener and it will share more with you. So that is only available for a limited time only. So if there's no link inside or it's not available, then you can always email us over at magic at to inquire to see if there's any other options available. All right. I hope that that piqued your curiosity because 
oh, group work is truly some of my favorite, favorite, favorite work to do in the world. And there's nothing like the transformation that happens inside of group spaces. I just think that they're so healing and so profound. And so I'm such a stand for this type of work. And this is just, like I said, I know I keep saying it, but it's just a tiny tip. So excited about everything else that there is to explore. So if you desire to explore it even deeper, you know where to find us and I'm sending you so much love.